Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your complete WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Bracket Breakdown. And we are six wide for the first time in First Cut Podcast history. Let me introduce the crew that we have on tap for you today. Right here, right below me, that's the coach. What's up, coach? Oh, I feel so good. I spent so much time, unlike Kyle. I'm fired up and ready to go. <laughs> from the monday show it's sia najad making his first non-monday appearance sia welcome thanks for having me folks and i'm still so excited just as excited as i was yesterday to fill out these brackets and talk about them so you can't wipe the smile on, off my face mark mark immelman was describing how difficult he thought this process was filling out the bracket mark good to see him how's it and check i found my west management phoenix open t-shirt i was packing oh, for this if lost, please return to the 16th hole. Yeah, it's. <laughs> That's great. I haven't been on the show for a while, so it's good to be back with you guys. And and you know, being a former international, Matt. He was on the show. I actually hit the. I, had, I have this. I have this new frozen button, and it worked. Sweet. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't know he it comes would back right away. Yeah. All right. Well, I think right right above Mark. Go ahead, Kyle. Do you have a quip about this? I was. Well, I was gonna say. I think. I think Spieth needs a shirt that says, "If lost, please return to Michael Crowler." <laughs> <laughs> we are off to a roaring start on this six-wide edition. Uh, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, welcome. Well, it's already been a blast. Uh, I imagine that's going to continue. So hello to everybody, and uh, let's do our best to keep this, what, professional? Come yeah. on, just fun. Let's why, just why have we, a little why fun. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? <laughs> yes. And that was Kyle Porter. You already heard him. KP, how's it going? I'm good, despite the Cade Cunningham loss on Sunday night. Um, it was a tough scene for me, but... Uh, yeah, I'm excited about match play. Should be should be a fun week. I, although this podcast might be more fun than the actual uh, Wednesday <laughs> through through Friday events. So somebody told me like like okay on on paper match play is awesome, but like in reality you get like Victor Dubesan versus like Hunter Mayhan or whatever. Like like it's just like it ends up not being all that great in the end. But I think we're gonna get a good one this week. I hope so. I was reading some Justin Ray stuff. He was on. He did uh, a good piece for PJTrue.com, and he was talking about how many player, like how many low seeds, I guess you would is how you would say it, have advanced since they went to the to the pool play. Uh, and you've seen like the average seed that's made it to the quarterfinal, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals has really dropped a lot. So that brings like the oh, who was the guy that uh, beat Rory and beat Tiger a couple. Lucas Beauregard? Yes. That brings guys like him into play, the Kevin Nas of the world. And I think it makes it I don't know. I, I'm 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 intrigued to see how it goes because I'm with you. I, I want to see I want to see the top 16 guys advance. Well, here, here's the problem, real quick, because yesterday the uh the esteemed host of the bracket reveal show, 
uh, for the PGA Tour. I don't even remember who that was. Uh, Either the do way it. they What's that? <laughs> it was you, Coach. Oh, it was me? I, yeah. I forgot I was even there. Anyway, <laughs> so the way they did it with the Dell Technology computer – how you almost could you could we almost could have a segment today, guys, that says it's not fair. Because if you're JT and you look at your grouping, this is what I love about the match play. You're facing Louis Kucher and the defending champion Kisner, and then you talk to Daniel Berger, and he's like, "Oh, I got Harris and Brendan Todd and Eric Van Ruin." I'm telling you what, some of these you almost can't even believe that some of these pods exist. You I, almost I like- can't even believe it. My favorite part of the bracket reveal was the B-roll of the guy saying, "Let's crunch the brackets." Click on the Dell laptop. There's the brackets. We we have now randomized them. (laughs) So the thing, and we can get to all the stuff, but I want to get your take on this, Rick. It doesn't make sense that broadening the like like making the um, the sample size larger by playing more matches brings these lower seeds more into into play. Maybe it's a Maybe it's a course. Maybe it's an Austin Country Club thing. I don't know what it is, but it seems like you that would happen. There would be more volatility when it was just, hey, you go play one guy and you move on or you yeah. go home. Do you, do you yeah. have any theory on that, Rick? Well, in in defense, we've only done this five times, and three of the winners have been two number one seeds and a number two seed. So wh- while getting out of the groups has been a, a bit more difficult, the cream has risen to the top uh, on a handful of occasions. So I, I just think we've got to get a, a larger sample size. And match play is inherently, I feel like, more volatile. So we'll see. Mark, we got yes. you. Okay, yeah. we're back. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Uh, I've got everyone's bracket right here. And we are going to go group by group deciding our winners and then going through to determine our champions. But first, uh, it is literally madness time. Can you tell? And the sports world is buzzing with the NCAA tournament in full swing. But you're diehard sports fan, uh, which means you want to stay in the know with all sports. And that's where CBS Sports HQ is your streaming answer. Just think about what's on tap this week alone. It's MLB spring training, the NBA trade deadline, UFC 260, NFL free agents fallout and draft coverage not to mention golf picks and the u.s men's national team we could go on and on but you get it sports never sleeps and neither does cbs sports hq it's available on your computer your phone via the cbs sports app and your connected tv i personally leave it on all day and if you live and breathe you're lying like i do it's on right you're lying i encourage you to (laughs) as well it's on right here the bracket (laughs) 64 seeds have arrived. They have been put into 16 groups with the 16 top seeds each owning their group. The first three rounds will be round robin where, uh, there you go, there's group number one, where each golfer will play each other and the winner will advance. That's what we are discussing right now. And Sia, I know that it is a great, great thing that all of us have picked the exact same winner out of group one. This could not go wrong at all. Rick, the (laughs) the moment I saw this, I was like, oh no, DJ is losing. (laughs) But... Listen, the real for me, the reality is I don't think you can take Bobby Mack or Adam Long over DJ. And you can consider Nah, but if you consider Nah, I, I think you'd probably, if you pick that upset, you might take it for the long haul. And and I, I'm just not confident in Kevin Nah of all people to go seven rounds uh, in five days. So it's just one of those things where DJ has the the talent gap is there for, for in for the benefit of DJ, but also the only other guy that I think could challenge him is is a guy I'm not willing to take over a, a four or five day period. Dustin Johnson, not only a co-favorite to win this event, but Greg, he has the shortest odds of any golfer to advance out of his group. Was there anyone else that you were strongly considering over Dustin Johnson? 
Uh, well, uh, this is a little bit frightening, but no. I mean, you look at this and it just jumps off the page at you. Um, it, it is a little scary because, as you were saying earlier, the cream rises to the top when it comes to the finals here. But uh, at the same time, in match play, cream doesn't really, it doesn't have a chance to rise to the top. It's still only 18 holes in the individual matches. So uh, it is a, a challenge. It makes me very nervous that you all agreed with me and saying <laughs> Dustin Johnson's a clear-cut favorite. But, I mean, I think there's a real chance that he stomps on everybody in this bracket. My only hope for DJ is that he doesn't, you know, think that it's going to be an easy match, that he takes it all seriously. If he plays them all as as if he's playing against uh, world number two, Justin Thomas, then I think he's going to have a really mm-hmm. good chance, and, and he may get some holes off towards the end of the rounds. Yep. How many of these guys do you think DJ knows? Like, knows who they are? Like, do you think he knows who Bobby, Bobby McIntyre is? Kyle, he won't know who they are after he plays them. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which, which is sort of the point of, like... He's not going to think that they're hard or he's not even going to like consider like the like how easy or, or difficult they are. He's just this this group is this group's really bad. It's not good. Really bad. There will never be another group maybe in the history of this <clears throat> tournament that's going to have a one player with negative odds and three guys with plus. I mean this this is this is almost impossible. I I've, I've just got to say that around this golf course don't go to sleep on Kevin Na. Really, just don't do it because the golf course, the way it plays with humps and hollows and undulations and stuff, you can hit good shots down the fairway and, and miss fairways. And on the greens, you can hit a good ball that rips off the green because it's on the wrong side of a slope. And it, it takes a certain element of grit about it to put to put a score around this place, kind of Kevin Kisner esque, and Kevin Nas cut out of the same cloth. So uh, Bobby McIntyre, that's a big stage for him. He's a good player. Adam Long is obviously one on tour, so he's no slouch. But Kevin Nah, I wouldn't go to sleep on Kevin Nah around here. I'll add a little context to this. In the last two <clears throat> times that Dustin Johnson has played here, Coach, so 19 and 18, he's been the number one seed in both. He is one and five over the last two years, and he's been bounced in the group stage in both of those. Should we well, have any concern? Of course we should have concern, but none of, you can't play it because to see his point, you're going to look at the, the next grouping and you're going to say Sanjay or somebody down there, and you're not going to take him too far. You have to pick him because where you're going to win your bracket challenge is the early, the early points, like the, the ones and the twos in the groups. You can't risk giving away one or two points or whatever you get here by picking Kevin Na. You can't do it because that's as far as he would go, at least on my board. So, no, no, no. I'm not willing to bet against DJ. Not a chance. At the very least, this show is going to generate a ton of great clips for next week when we all say there is no way that this guy wins. There's no way that this happened. Like, there's going to be a lot of great content come next week for producer Jacob to clip. Group number two. Let's go. Let's go over to the other side of the bracket. This was... Uh, dubbed the group of death right out of the gate because it is Justin Thomas's group. He's your overall number two seed. He's plus 120 to make it out of this group. Going up against Louis Oosthuizen, Kevin Kisner, Matt Kuchar, Sia. I am no mathematician, uh, but the combined record of Louis Kuchar and Kisner is unbelievably phenomenal. Oosthuizen alone, 17 and seven since the format changed in 2015. <laughs> Yeah, I respect the game of everybody in this group. The, the only difference is I understand the history. I understand the pedigree. I mean, Kisner, Louis in particular, I, you know, Kuchar's a little different uh, from an analysis standpoint. I think his game has really kind of fallen off. But Justin Thomas, it looks like he's put his entire game together. You know, at this point, coming off the win he's got, I mean, everything is kind of clicking. And I just, for me, 
I, I just like Justin Thomas. I like him from just a mental aspect in terms of attacking a match play scenario, but I also like him in terms of the game itself. Uh, and I just, I know this is dubbed the group of death, but I think JT is kind of head and shoulders above these guys for this week, at least. Justin Thomas was the pick for myself, for Greg and for Sia, Kyle and coach, excuse me, Kyle and Mark went with Louis Oosthuizen. Mark, I'll start here with you. Louis 17 and seven since 2015 without a win, which shows that he is constantly advancing out of group, out of the group stage and making a deep run into this event. Yeah, I just, I'm just going to throw out one term here and, and you can toss statistics out of the window some, and this is not a shot length thing, trust me. Um, match play is just a different format of the game. It's it's how you approach the game. It's 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 where you leave tee shots to perhaps hit a second shot first. It's it's when you concede a putt and when you don't. And Louis is a master match player, not just in this tournament, um, Presidents Cups, international matches. He, I think he was unbeaten as an amateur for South Africa and World Cups and such like that. So he's just the master match player, and his game is sound. And this golf course, yeah, sort of sets up for him because it's not very, not overly long. It's like a 7,000 yards plus, par 71. And you get a lot of run on in some of the fairways. Now, it is playing wet. I spoke to our guy on the golf course, and he said they've had a huge storm last night, and there's another one rumbling in tomorrow afternoon. So the, the place will be wet, but that means you'll have to hit the ball the right distance to these humps and hollows. So I like Louie. Um, I'm going with my fellow South African. And then just an add-on before I let Kyle have it, He's uh, the number 22 seed, and that's my lucky number because I was married on uh, <laughs> June 22nd in 2002. So I think number 22 bodes well, too. KP, you also went with Louie here, so you guys are uh, slightly different. Was there any consideration to going with Kevin? This ain't no hobby, Kisner. Uh, 22 is also Rory's ball number, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I I feel terrible about all my picks, so I don't know how much I have to add here. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I would say is that uh, is that uh, Louis's been the best putter in the world in 2021, which I usually don't care a ton about. But I think Mark's right. I th- I think something like that can factor at least a little bit more in into the match play part. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a good number. The plus two seventy five is pretty. Uh, pretty appealing for somebody that's been as good as he has in this tournament. Greg, you've been kind of on the forefront of, uh, I think we've talked a lot of like Kuchar kind of over, uh, over expectations for like that 18 month stretch where he was like winning golf tournaments and doing it in a different way than a lot of guys. And we've not seen a, a, a good finish from Kuchar in quite some time, which kind of made group two, two group two, a little bit easier to pick, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Kuchar is a guy who, for a while, was just playing really, really good golf. He was kind of defying some of his deficiencies. He was really accurate off the tee. He was committing to a, a nice little um, butter cut. And his iron play was just on, on on point. It was really on fire for a while there. And it's just cooled off. And um, I don't think it's an age thing. I don't think it's a distance thing. I just don't think he's in, in the form that he was when he was winning tournaments, when he was getting to the finals in this event, when he was really hard to beat. Um, And so when you take a player like that who's not in great form and has the built-in deficiency of distance, he's going to be outdriven by everybody in this group. Um, That makes it, that's hard to compete and and you'll feel it. You'll you'll feel it from a um, kind of, as Mark talked about, the ebbs and flows of a match. You're constantly behind these guys. And if it, especially when it's wet, if it's significant, that puts a lot of pressure on that the the iron play and um, some of the hybrids that he hits that he was just 
striping for a while. So I have my I have my worries about Matt Kuchar this week. Uh, eight guys in this event have lost strokes off the t- or uh, have lost strokes overall in 2021, and Kuchar's one of them. So that's does not does not bode well. It no. does cer- certainly not bode well. Let's hop over to Group Three, where Coach is going to kick us off in John Rom's pod. John Rom, the third overall seed, gets his buddy and Zurich Classic partner Ryan Palmer, Shane Lowry, thirty-eight seed, and Sebastian Munoz in the fifty-six spot. Coach, you went with John Rom. What like what got you there? Well, when you when you look, this is one of those those pods that you look at, guys, and, and this is where the computers did did John Rom a lot of favors because. He, he could have one 17, 33, and 49. That would be a completely different story, right? But to me, when you look at the other three, nobody's hitting it that well. Palmer's probably the second best right now. I just watched Shane Lowry the last two weeks, and in my one and done last week, absolutely couldn't figure out what he was doing on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so he's not in form. And then Munoz is the most up-and-down player maybe on planet Earth. So for me, this was, this was so easy. It took no time to write Rom down. Actually, uh, I wrote him down a few times. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I am looking at your bracket. I am aware of that. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I did take Sebastian Munoz. I said, here we oh, go. Listen, snap. Um, snap. Last, last time we played this, only five of the top seeds made it out of their group. There's going to be chaos. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, that roller coaster, I want, baby. <laughs> give me the guy. Give me the guy who, Mark, remember, was it Northern Trust where he made like eight birdies in a row? And I'm yeah. thinking, this guy's on 52 watch. That's that's the version I want, Mark. Well, Rick, alongside you, I know of one other guy who's going to be paying real close attention to uh, Sebastian, except for his family, obviously, and his caddy and the close people to him. And that's my brother, Trevor, because uh, in the upcoming President's Cup, that boy oh. figures to be uh, – he does. I don't think he's a lock just yet, but he's certainly someone on the radar. And I feel like his game is probably made for match play. You make a bunch of birdies. When you make yeah. a mistake, a la Spieth, it's kind of big. You know, so it doesn't cost yeah. you that much. So, so he, he's dangerous in this group, I will say that. It's Mark, it's Kyle, it's Coach on John Rahm. It is myself on Sebastian Munoz, and it is Greg and Sia on Ryan Palmer. Sia, you teased this Monday. You said, I think by the time we get to Tuesday's show and we get to group three, I'm going to say a name that is not John Rahm. Yeah, and here we are. I mean, I think if you watch the Monday show, you know I'm the self-proclaimed president of the Ryan Palmer fan club. And and, and honestly, <laughs> that that aside, his ball striking has been really good. I'm not saying he's better than John Rom, but I am saying if you are going to pick an upset, if you are going to root for chaos, which usually comes to fruition, this is a really good spot to do it. You're fading a guy that's going to be really popular for good reason. And by the way, Ryan Palmer's second round matchup is going to be that burger group so he could absolutely go a couple rounds and gain you and gain you some points again it comes down to ball striking he can get hot and i could see him you know it's he's playing with his friend here you know maybe he lulls him to sleep a little bit gets a little friendly with him and all of a sudden john rom loses the intensity okay i've gone down too far narrative street here but the point is i think ryan palmer can do it hey see you real quick i i know you're the president but with all due respect to ryan palmer you don't have to send out a whole bunch of newsletters every month, do you? I mean, come on. I mean, he can't yeah. have that many guys in his fan club, really. Well, no, yeah. So I, I've contacted him about sending out the newsletter. No response yet. So we'll just have to wait and see. Keep, keep trying. Keep working hard. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I, I do I do like that idea of like, okay, Palmer plays Rom. Uh, that's going to be friendly. I don't know how that usually works out in match play. No, is it going to be le- a little less cutthroat because these guys are boys? Or is it like your brother and you really don't want to lose to this guy? No, you, of course you don't want to lose to him. They're, they're going to be, uh, they'll, they'll be scratching and clawing the whole time. I don't really 
believe in the lulling anybody to sleep kind of mindset here. Um, but I will say this about Ryan Palmer. He is third on the PGA Tour in birdie average. So I know that uh, there's some volatility with Munoz. I know Rom can make some birdies as well. But Ryan Palmer's making more birdies than everybody on the PGA Tour except Justin Thomas and Patrick Reed. I like birdie makers in this. And as Sia pointed out, he's really good tee to green. And he's having his best putting year in the past, at least in the past three years. He's been outside the top 90 in the world and lost in uh, in three of the last four years. He's lost strokes putting. And this year he's gaining and he's 65th. So he is one of the more well-rounded games um, in in the group. And I, I think that the, the birdie maker and Ryan Palmer, also a Texas guy, I think that might help him out as well. I, I think it's really cute how, how you, Greg, and you, Sia, talk yourself into this pick. For the rest of us, it was very, very simple. John Rom, let's move on. The longer you talk, the more you're going to switch over to John Rom. Come on, <laughs> chaos. Let's I haven't heard any reasons on that. It, look, John Rom can't make Gosh. a putt right. Look at John Rom's putting statistics. Whoa, whoa! Look, look at him. They're, they're as worse. They're as bad as they've been in his career. Let's keep it positive. And I think it's real. I think it's concerning <laughs> in in uh, in match play. So I, I do think it's cute. Um, it was a cute comment there, Coach. But I think <laughs> I think next week, you know, we're building some sound clips here. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. That one off. Clip that one off. Yeah, clip it off. Ooh, clip it off right fired. now, Jacob. <laughs> here, here. Hear me out here. Bryson definitely cannot win at Wingfoot. So I just want that to be known. <laughs> we were positive about that. Uh, KP, we're going to stick with you, and you're going to kick us off in group four, which is Colin Morikawa's group. He goes up against Billy Horschel, Max Homa, and JT Poston. Of course, the prohibitive fa- favorite is indeed Colin Morikawa here. I think he's going to make it uh, quite painful on his, uh, on his opponents with how many darts he's going to be throwing at Austin Country Club. Yeah, Morikawa is just a nightmare to play against. I mean, you you don't you you just just feel like he's relentless because he yeah he's the I don't know best iron player, second best, third best iron player in the world right now. It's probably him, JT. uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Rom, maybe Hovland. Well, I got it right here. It's uh, JT Morikawa, Paul Casey's third, and then Spieth. Whoa, is fourth. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of wanted to pick Homa here a little bit. Cause I feel like his, the way he's been playing, it always gets kind of, uh, I don't know about overshadowed, but I, I feel like his game is a little bit underrated because everybody knows him as like this personality or this person on Twitter or whatever. And it's like, wait a second, Max Homa is one of the 25 best guys in the world right now. And we, we sort of underrate that because of, you know, all the, how good he is with the media and, and all those things. Um, so I kind of wanted to pick him, but again, I'm kind of going with the theory of which guys do I not want to face as a golfer and more Kawa's at the top of the list. Uh, I'm scared of this, but I did go with Homa for some of those reasons. And I know Sia did too. And Sia for me, it was uh, match plays a different animal, right? I mean, it, it's, it's uh, so much more mental in my opinion. And to see what Homa did at Riviera, where he misses a three footer in the biggest event of his life, the biggest spot of his life bounces back, gets a, bad a bad situation on 10 up against a tree finds a way to extend the match and keeps going like that that mentality let me lean let me lean on that for five days and see what happens totally agree and 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 after that you thought there'd be a letdown but he was 22nd and after that he was 10th and before that first place he was seventh i mean this guy's really hot other than a missed cut at the players he's been really hot and again you're talking about mental make makeup 
I know that's a little, you know, too narrative-y, but like that matters in match play. And I think, you know, with Colin Morikawa, yes, he's the elite player, but, you know, does he have the putter in order? Are, are we sure about that? You know, it, it's very easy for me to see him, you know, struggling a couple of these first matches. You know what? I considered Max Homer for a little while, but then I just thought back to a guy that shot 66 in the final round of the Players' Championship and didn't really put a foot wrong. shot like six under, I think, on the final nine holes. And then just 10 short days before that, dusted the field on a golf course with similar greens to this place where you have to hit the ball to the right area. You've got to make some putts, that four, five, six-foot range, that awkward length sort of stuff, even after you hit a good pitch or a good putt. And I was like, He's the class in this group. Uh, Max Homer, he might turn a hit or two. I think he'll get a victory in pool matches. But in the end, I'm, I'm going with the uh, I'm, I'm going with, with with the sure thing here in Marikawa. Uh, Rick, could, could I could I change my pick over to Marikawa right, right now? <laughs> no, you are locked <laughs> no, 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 in. <laughs> once you once you figured out how to print out that PDF, you were locked in. <laughs> Just for the record, I figured it out this afternoon. Thank you very much. Good. On a FaceTime call with J- Jacob, but that best neither. <laughs> uh, Kyle, real quick, go ahead. To answer Sia's question about whether we know if Morikawa has figured out his putting, we we do know the answer to that, and it's it's no, he hasn't. But I think the Tita Green stuff is is so good right now that it it won't. It hopefully won't matter as much. So that is Mark, Greg, and Kyle on Colin. It is myself and Sia on Max Homa. And Coach, you're the lone wolf here. Let, let a howl out. You've got Billy Horschel. Tell us why. Oh, because uh, he's a bulldog. You, you talk about a guy who, who hates to lose. He's a gator, no, for goodness sake, than... man. Don't call him a bulldog. Yeah, don't call him a bulldog. <laughs> you were getting ready to take my joke, Mark. That was going to be part of my joke. Was that anyway. a wolf or a cat that got stepped on that you did there? <laughs> hey, listen, Jacob is a cat guy. Let's not let's not make fun of cats. Um, what in the world was I even saying just now? Billy Horse. Hey, I couldn't go chalk all the way around. And, and I had already I actually had already filled out the DJ, JT, and, and Ramen. I was going clockwise. So when I got here, I said I gotta pick some some upsets, and I like uh, answer in the other group to go through no matter what. So that's why I took Horschel here because no matter who I took, even more Kyle was gonna answer through. So um, I took an upset here. Group number five, my favorite group, headlined by Bryson DeChambeau, rounded out by Tommy Fleetwood, Siwoo Siwoo Kim, and Anton Rosner. Greg. We have all picked Bryson DeChambeau. Have the stage. Tell the world why. Uh, I'm not really sure we want to be making sound clips right now. So <laughs> this is one where this is one of those where I think we can kind of gloss over. Uh, look, Bryson's going to be extremely, um, extremely intimidating to beat. You know, I, I used to play in this match play tournament all the time in college, and one of my strategies was. Uh, I would I would hit if there if I was playing with somebody around a similar distance to me I'd hit three wood so I could hit the green first and put a little pressure on him, but every once in a while I'd come up against a guy who was a lot longer than me and it it completely would throw you off when you're talking about the the distance gaps that Bryson's going to have as an advantage, you feel like you're in you know third and twenty five the whole game you feel like you just can't catch up and every single time he's going to have a great birdie look. Um, and he doesn't make any bogeys. So Bryson's really scary to go against, and I, I think he's going to be uh, really tough to beat. Real, Mark, real quick, I think, Rick, 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 Rick sure. I want to jump in here real quick. Do you guys notice something here, what I just commented on about 10 minutes ago? 
Vegas believes that DJ is way more dominant for his group and obviously the names. But I told you how impossible it is to have a guy with a negative and three positives. Look here. I think DeChambeau's the, 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 the class of the field, as Mark would say, as far as favorites are concerned, and he's still a plus number. That's right. I think Rom, Rom, thoughts. Rom was yeah. a negative also. Oh, was he really? Okay. It's, 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 it's almost unheard of. It really is. But I he think DeChambeau, to me, against, and I don't know how you guys are, but, but DeChambeau, to me, for this format, it was like made for him. Like, this was made for the way he plays and what Greg just described. The getting in the head, being 70 yards past, all of that is what match, what, what match play is all about. It, it's, it's not only the distance, Mark. It's the fact that, you like, to, to Greg's point, you get the information of what your opponent does on their second shot. He's also uh, very good on the greens. I, I, I agree. This is, this is like match play. Bryson, let's go. Yeah, um, he's not complete yet, but he's as close to complete as what I've seen him, certainly over the last few months. You know, the driver is not just the eye popper anymore. Uh, think about that driver when he hits it, people turn around. Um, people watch to see what Bryson's doing on certain holes. And and so he hits the irons beautifully. He's hitting two irons shorter than most because his irons are just so strong. So when he's going with eight iron versus your four, five, six iron, that's a certain advantage. And but, but the thing about Bryson in this format to me is he's just cutting a pretty dashing figure right now. You know, he's gone all the days where it's Bryson, the meme creator, or, or Bryson, I'm looking for a drop from an anteal or something like this. The guy is legit, and everybody knows it, and everyone's turning their head, and so he gets on the T one-up. Now, it's not that Tiger Woods one-up thing, because Woods was notoriously bad in certain match play situations in team competitions and such, because people would rise up for the occasion. But right now, I think Bryson around this, again, to me, it's the golf course. This golf course, yeah, he can take on certain corners. I mean, holes like the par fives, he's going to have short clubs in there. And, and he's just going to be a birdie machine because if he hits short clubs into these greens, you've got the advantage. I think he's I think he's also still the meme creator. I think he can be both. <laughs> what, is, uh, what do you think he needs that? Like, what would round – what part of his game does he need to round out? You said his game's not complete, but it's as close to complete as you've seen it. What do you think he needs to add, Mark? Um, when, he, when he learns to hit a wedge like a Justin Thomas or a Dustin Johnson, I think then he becomes a real force. And then around the greens, I, I saw him, I'm not going to say exposed, but when I had his group a few weeks ago at the Players' Championship, he hit shots that turn out okay around the greens, certain situations, but hitting a real sort of cutty little lofted pitch shot out of the rough. It's hard for him with the way the wedge is set up. So I'm certain he'll start investigating that stuff and maybe go with different length wedges or different lies and such. But when he adds that rep- that, that uh, element to the game, he's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. Let's pop over to group six. Xander Shoffley's group. Scotty Scheffler also in that group. The Shoffley Scheffler Sullivan Shoffley, Scheffler, Sullivan, Day group coming out of group six. Sia, this one I found to be one of the more difficult to handicap. I I love Xander. I love Scotty. I think Day is scary in this format. I mean, where did you end up going here? Yeah, so I went with Xander, and, and I understand the appeal of, of Scotty and Jason Day. I mean, as far as Scotty Scheffler is concerned, I think this is a good, I think this is actually, match play is probably going to be good for him. But for me, I just wanted to go with the consistent, 
I shouldn't say consistent because he hasn't been great lately, but he has the all-around game with the putter approach off the tee. I mean, I feel like Xander, he's been a little underwhelming lately, but he's got the complete game. And right now, I can't say that about Jason Day. And and I don't know that I can say that about Scotty Scheffler. So I kind of had to process of elimination this group, and I ended up on Xander. It's Xander for Sia. It is Scotty Scheffler for myself, for Coach, for Kyle, and for you, Greg, taking a Texan in Austin. Yeah, the thing that I really like about Scotty, and we talk about it in DFS a lot, how many birdies he makes. He's 16th in birdie average on the PGA Tour, um, and he's 60th in scoring average, which ultimately, we have this debate all the time what the most important statistic is. Ultimately, it's scoring average. Um, but so, so when you see that kind of gap, a guy is 16th in birdie average, 60th in scoring average. Once you're 60th in scoring average, you're not going to be a top. You're not going to be a number one seed in this bracket. Those guys are all much closer to the top um, in in that category, at least over two years. Um, but but when you see a Scotty Scheffler in this case, that means that he makes some bogeys. He makes some mistakes as well. And in match play, those are forgiven to some degree. So he has an aggressive style. I think he can play um, as a, as aggressive as he wants, and I think it's going to bode well for him in this group which I think it looks really good, but I, I have my questions about everybody in this group, including Scotty Scheffler. I, I think his iron play and his putting are uh, not as strong as most of the guys that I'm selecting here, but I, I think the birdies are going to go a long way for him this week. We have another lone wolf situation. It is Mark taking Jason Day. Have fun with seven matches in five days for Mr. Day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Day is the consummate match player. He's played well at this golf course before. And I got to tell you, I considered Scotty for a long time. Went to university just around the corner there at UT. So, you know, that's got to help. There's some home course knowledge, if you will. But Jason, um, I think the work with Chris Como on the golf swing is beginning to settle. Um, I'm seeing him whenever I'm on the golf course where he's not complaining about the back. He's not stretching as much. He certainly looks like he's alleviated those issues. And here's the thing about match play. Uh, Greg said it earlier. It's an 18-hole sprint, essentially. And in a sprint, it's the guy who makes the most putts. That's just how it is. And when Jason Day gets to rolling on greens like these, he is frightening. That guy is arguably, at his best, the best player in the world. The best putter, I should say. And so um, he, he just this was a hard selection for me. But I would sort of earmarked him in this event, and I was watching him of late, and He's, he's got a mixed bag because of corporate responsibilities. Now he's playing whatever he wants. He's got a new golf ball in, that he's using that spins a little bit more, that gives him more around the greens. He's uh, using a different driver. He can flight the ball down a little bit, which was always a weakness. It was what Steve Williams was trying to get him to do swing-wise. So, so he looks sort of quietly confident. And he's a former number one player in the world. The guy's no slouch, and he can really play match play. He certainly can. Uh, Group seven is Patrick Reed's group. Speaking of guys who can certainly play in match play, Patrick Reed gets Joaquin Neiman, Christian Bezadenhout, and Bubba Watson to round out group seven. It's Reed for Mark. It's Reed for Greg. It's Reed for C, and it's Reed for you, Coach. You are going with the match play master to get himself out of group seven. Yeah, some uh, some guy on Twitter yesterday, as I refused to butcher Bazudenhet's name live on the air, he says, Coach, <laughs> not for nothing, but isn't it kind of your job to be able to pronounce all these names if you're going to be the host of the show? So I tweeted back, I said, isn't it your job to shut it? 
I would say that as far as this group is concerned, that Patrick Reed is going to say the same thing. Boys, it is time for you to settle down and understand who the match pay play. I love imitating Mark because I love how you talk. The match pay king because of one day. And we all know what that day was. It was head up against Rory. So that's why he has the uh, the reputation that he does, but also because the short game is there and he can put the hell out of the ball. So for me, of these four guys, and I know Bubba is a former champion here, uh, but I think Patrick Reed will have uh, be locked and loaded from Wednesday morning on. I really do. Uh, Coach, just so you know, his career singles record in all match play is 16, 10, and 3. So, I mean, he, I think it's more than just the Rory match. He's, he's won a lot of matches. I'm saying the, the perception. I'm sa- yeah, I, I mean, it definitely, I it definitely helped the perception. Yeah, that's, that's he's, all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never, never won a team event without Spieth, though. Just let the record show. <laughs> they they could be on a collision course for a an elite eight matchup. We'll get to that yes, later could. in the show. Uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a crack, Mark. Uh, here we go. Per, help me out with this one, Christian Bezadenhout. How'd I do? Perfect. You've been practicing, Rick. That is what a host should do. Coach, paid, paid, take notes. Pay attention. Oh, wow. The one and only nice. Rick Gaiman. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. Bravo, bravo. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. He's my pick to get out of group seven. When he gets going, he does it in the short game. He gets a hot putter. It's scary stuff in match play. And KP, you went with another guy that has an opportunity to get hot in moments. You went with Joaquin Neiman to get out of group seven. I did. Uh, I've been told that. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I went with. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, I've gotten some some uh, feedback on some of my Patrick Reed stuff recently. <laughs> uh, so, Neiman, these these things are so hard to pick because it would be like picking an NCAA tournament game if you just picked it. Okay, who's going to be up after at in the middle of the first half? It's like, I don't know, probably Gonzaga, but maybe not. Like, I I have no idea. And I think that Neiman so far in 2021, overall, he's he's actually been a little better than Reed. Now, some of that is weighted toward what he did at the very beginning of the year. Um, But I just, I don't know. I, it, it, for me, it came down to him and Reed. And I think that his ball striking is better than Reed's right now. So I went with him. Group eight is a friendly group. We've got all Europeans here. It's Terrell Hatton's group. He's the eight seed. Lee Westwood back in action, 18. Sergio Garcia, 39. And Matt Wallace at 51. Sia, you are the lone wolf out of this group. And believe it or not, you're the lone wolf with the favorite. I I think this is the only instance of that this time around. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because Sergio Garcia is going to be popular for very good reason. I mean, he's he's great in match play. I think he has a home here um, near this course, and he's been playing really well. His ball striking is really good. My, my lean this week, if, if I kind of have a tie situation, is to lean on the guy with the putter, and I can't put Sergio in that class, obviously. Terrell Haddon, on the other hand, is a good putter. I think he's kind of being slept on a little bit because he's been a little underwhelming the last month or two. But I personally think Terrell Hatton's one of the top 10 players in the world. I just don't think he's shown it yet. So uh, I think Hatton could actually go far in this tournament. The problem with him going far is getting past Sergio in the, in the first group. It's Hatton for Sia. Four Sergio picks for Mark. 
for Kyle, for Coach, and for you, Greg, uh, is Sergio going to be able to close his eyes and make enough putts to get out of Group Eight? Yes, he is. And if you, I'll do this take with my eyes closed as well. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Very good. So Sergio Garcia becomes a different putter in match play. It's fascinating to watch. But in the Ryder Cup, if you're like me, rooting for the American team every year, uh, Sergio Garcia turns into. Uh, it, Jordan Spieth on the greens. He, right, he's the best. He, he's a great putter in match play, uh, and that's why he's gotten out of this group. He's gotten out of his group so often. I think it's um, he has seven top tens in seventeen events here. He's gotten out of his group the last two times, including a tied fifth uh, in two thousand nineteen. So I think his ability in match play and his current form, uh, I, I think it all leads to great signs. And the biggest question about him, as Sia points out, is the putting. It's been his whole career but for some reason when he gets into match play he answers that question and it changes and the mano mano mindset works for him so I, I just have a feeling that Sergio is going to come out of this bracket like many of us do here um, and and I, I just have too many questions about where Hatton is right now for me to lean that way Sergio is 10, 7, and 1 in this event dating back to 2015. I lone wolfed it with Lee Westwood. And, Coach, we were talking about this uh, last week. He told us he was tired. I We, we avoided him for the Honda Classic. Uh, no, now we didn't. Couple, well, <laughs> true. Mark's one and done pitch uh, was, was Lee Westwood. I, I'm ready to go right back. You know, you get a couple extra days rest. He's been playing great. I don't have him going far. In fact, uh, spoiler alert, I have him losing in the next round. But I have him getting out of Group 8, and I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, it, the best thing that uh, they could have happened to him was him missing the cut. So, sometimes I think sometimes when from the betting perspective, uh, we try to we try to make it too more difficult than it is. Sometimes the bet and the play is laying right in front of you. Last week he gave us the secret sauce. He was exhausted. My legs are tired. I'm, I'm, you know, that was. I've never made more money off of betting against one player than I did last week. Now he should be fresh coming into this group. But if he wins this one, and this is why I didn't want to take him through. I've got Paul Casey. We'll get it. You know, Paul Casey's a beast too. I, I think this could be one of the best Sweet 16 matchups that we have if Sergio makes it through. But for Lee Westwood, I can see why you would pick him. I can see why you would you would think that with his iron play. But here's the problem, Rick: that even with all of this good play and being in the final group, the pressure putts on Sunday, he's not making them. And guess what? There's going to be pressure putts for three days, and he ain't going to make is them. Every day is Sunday. Every day is Sunday. Imagine. Yes. 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 Every day but, is Sunday. That's going to be on our, our T-shirt line, I think, coming out. I like that. <laughs> that is a great, that, that's yeah, a great saying. That was the, pretty good, Greg. Yeah. The group, that Thank was. you. We'll make, we, we can talk off air about what kind of deal we'll have on that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, wants the, he wants the bulk of the royalties on that. Hey, Greg, you, Greg you, you said the golf balls. You can make the T-shirts now, too, because we had a match play T-shirt made last season or whatever. So I like you. Could, yeah, you can be the T-shirt maker. Oh, yeah. Mark, we were supposed to wear that. Those. I was, I was yeah. meant to. I meant to wear that. I completely yeah. forgot. Nine and eight. Tomorrow. I yeah. know a guy. I know a guy who has some uh, merch line. We'll work this out. We'll work this out. The winner. The winner of Group Eight will face the winner of Group Nine. This is Webb Simpson's group, and it is Paul Casey, Mackenzie Hughes, and Taylor Gooch KP rounding out this group. Uh, you have gone with Paul Casey. I have gone with Paul Casey. Greg and Coach have all gone with Paul Casey. He's 11, 6, and 2 at this event since 2015, and we think he's moving on. Yeah, he, I think this is the uh, I think this is the only instance where the top seed is not the favorite in the group, I believe. Uh, uh, Spieth is the other. 
Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, because Fitzpatrick is is the 15 seed. Yeah, I mean, look, like if you look at Paul Casey's numbers, he's been the best player in the world so far in terms of strokes gain in 2021. That's only resulted in one win, and it came on the on the European tour. But he hasn't finished outside the top 12 since the American Express, which was like two months ago. I mean, he's been he's been awesome and. Webb Simpson doesn't play well on this course. I think he's won one match here. I think he's like one in nine, one in eight, something like that uh, over the course of his career. So for me, Casey, I filled in Casey a lot on this bracket. And so this, this one was the easiest of, of those, uh, of those matches. Yeah, me too. At, at Austin country club, Webb Simpson is one, six and two for two okay. full points. Ouchie, <laughs> ouchie mama in three years. Webb Simpson gets the nod from Mark and gets the nod from you. See, you just heard the record, but you're still on board with Webb breaking out of group nine. Rick, like rules, trends are meant to be broken. And I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely think Webb Simpson is the elite player here. I mean, I, I don't want to be disrespectful here, but I've always kind of considered Paul Casey kind of like a, a poor man's Webb Simpson. And I know we haven't seen it from Webb Simpson lately, but I just think he's the elite player. He's got the elite putter. And, you know, I, I got to admit, a little this is me being contrarian, even though he's the favorite, because the steam I've heard, and, you know, whether it's a podcast or anywhere else on Paul Casey is is – is re- I mean, it's really kind of a thing right now for him. And it, I understand it. But again, I'm going to lean on the guy that I think is the actual better golfer. And that's Webb. Hey, see ya. See ya. The next time I see Paul Casey, I'm going to I'm going to tell him, I'm going to say, listen, I got this buddy of ours. Uh, he's on a show. <laughs> and he said, no disrespect. But you're a poor man. So, Webb Simpson. So <laughs> Do you coach, find that uh, disrespectful? Yeah. So, Coach, on the Monday show, there's been a couple of, of golfers I, I've said sort of that, that line of thing to, and they either, like, win the next tournament or they top five. So <laughs> odds are Webb Simpson will WD and Casey will win the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So continue on. Continue on. You were saying. Who do you guys think has made more uh, in career earnings between Casey and Webb? PGA Just Tour? On the PGA oh, Tour? Or? I know no, total. Say. Overall. Overall. I would Casey think Paul Casey. I think Paul Casey probably Casey doubles him. Casey's doubles right him. Double. Casey's at 50 mil and Webb's at 42. It's all those Wyndham championships and playoff events. and yeah. How much older is Casey than uh, Webb? What is he, like four years old? Six, no, six or seven years. So, yeah, okay. Uh. Group 10, the Patrick Cantlay group, this will face the winner of group seven. So Patrick Reed's group will face the winner of Patrick Cantlay's group. So it's Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, Carlos Ortiz, and Brian Harmon. We almost got a clean sweep here. Five of us, Mark, went with Patrick Cantlay, who, to Kyle's point earlier, I was kind of thinking who would be annoying to play against. I think Cantlay would be annoying to play against. He's slow, he's deliberate, and very, very good. That's the worst the part. The worst yeah well look I, I think the players championship a few weeks ago was a bit of an aberration and he was sort of rusty and and this is the sort of situation where i think he'll shine uh, and and this is the kind of guy if i'm steve stricker or uh, davis love or someone like that i'm paying close attention to candley because he's a potential five match player in in rider cups and stuff like that so you would expect him to be the form in the group. Um, I, I would keep an eye on Carlos Ortiz, just playing in Texas. He went to school up in North Texas in, in Denton, and he's been playing great, and he's a really streaky putter. But Cantlay is just 
got so many weapons and he, he, he's got this manner about him where if it's going well or it's going badly, you just can't tell. The guy just never shows anything in the poker face. And, and that is particularly aggravating to play against. Now, I understand this, the, the pace of play and such, but he doesn't give you anything. And you cannot see where his mind is at. And so he'll be a tough out from that point of view. So that's why I, went to, I, I personally went with him. Uh, we, we all basically did. Greg, the only person who did not pick Patrick Cantlay, he went with Brian Harmon. Greg, defend yourself. Uh, Brian Harmon's only lost to one guy at this venue. Um, no, he's only played four matches. He lost to, he lost to Bubba Watson. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? That's a good argument. He's, he, he's, he's never lost to a righty. You should have got he's, he's never lost to a yeah, righty. That, yeah, that's a great, <laughs> great point. He's never lost to a righty here. So, uh, look, Brian Harmon just came and tied third at the Players' Championship. He's in really nice form. He hasn't missed a cut since the RSM Classic. He's added a tied eighth at the American. American Express, and it's been some pretty consistent play. And Brian Harmon is a really good putter as well. Um, and he's 24th on PGA Tour in strokes game putting. And he's uh, above, he's, he's positive in all strokes game categories. So he's well rounded. Um, he actually is a bulldog. Um, and, and I think he's going to be really, really tough to beat this week. <laughs> Literal and figurative bulldog for Brian Harmon. I cannot uh, believe my entire joke was ruined by Mark right there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> we are going to run through the rest of the groups and we are going to reveal our picks to win the WGC Dell Technologies match play. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Group 11, Rory McIlroy's group. I'm sure we all have Rory going through. We can probably just, uh, we cannot skip. We cannot skip this group because four, five of us have Cam Smith. Coach, Cam Smith for you, Mark, Greg, Kyle, and Sia. We all watched Rory play the last three weeks. He doesn't know where he's hitting off the tee. He doesn't know how far his irons are going, and he's not making any putts. And the last time I checked... Those three things are pretty important in a match play. And right now, Cameron Smith, we talk about streaky, talk about putting, talk about how many times have you guys looked at your phone uh, when you're out doing something on a Thursday, all of a sudden you see Cam Smith just had five straight birdies. That's happened a lot. It's happened a lot. So for me, this was pretty simple. I didn't even – this took no time at all, at all, to pick Cam Smith. Now, I know on the early edge – Rick, you picked Lonto Griffin, which uh, at plus 450, there's a lot of value there. I didn't mind that pick. I think it's going to come down to Lonto and, and Cam Smith. Uh, that is correct. I picked Lonto Griffin as the lone wolf because I'm addicted to Lonto Griffin. And KP, I want to bring you in on. Uh, hold on one sec, Mark. I want to bring you. I want to bring KP in on this Roy McElroy stuff real quick because I want to make the case that. You could have your B-minus game and win a lot of match play, Matt. You only have to beat one guy. You don't have to beat 139 others. It's kind of a weird situation. You can have your A-minus game and still lose, but you can have your B-plus game and still win. Yeah, it is very situational. And I think two things on Rory. One, and we talked about this on Sunday, is he his 
blowups, I think traditionally, and especially the last couple of months have been two holes or three holes. And that doesn't bury you in match play. It's not great when you hit it in the water three times on the same shot, but, or twice, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't bury you like it does at a player's championship at an Arnold Palmer. And I think sometimes with Rory, his failures, quote unquote, get, get exacerbated. Like they get just blown out of proportion because he is so good. And so I, I think the hedge here is Rory's 20 to one to win, which is a m- massive number for him. So if you're taking Cam Smith, like I am, the hedge on that is all of a sudden, if Rory wins this group, you've got him at 20 to one to win it all after he makes it to the, to the final 16. So I, I think that piece of it, when you look at kind of the overall tournament is pretty interesting. He's 16, six and two since 2015 with obviously the victory in 2015. Mark, your group 11 thoughts, please. Uh, well, to Rory, obviously the coaching change, that's the big news. He, he sort of let the in and the philosophy change and such. And I think Pete Cowan is going to be a good move. But a few years ago, I was out here for PGA Tour Live and I had I was on the course for the Tiger Woods Rory McElroy match. It was the Clash of the Titans. I don't know, it was a round of 16 or whatever it was. And Rory looked lethargic. Tiger had him down early, like three down. And then Rory clawed back because the one thing about this golf course, the back nine is just beautiful for match play with 12 the par five, 13 the drivable four, then there's two hard fours, and then 16 is an uphill five. And Rory gets the thing to one down and absolutely bludgeons a tee shot up 16. He had wedge into the par five. And the flag was cut in the back right-hand side of the green. And I set the shot up saying, Tiger's in trouble. He was in the bunker, I think it was. I'm like, just hit something left of the flag, Rory. Hole high left, get yourself a putt. Well, he misses it wide right, makes par. Tiger wins the hole. Tiger wins the match. And ever since then, it made me sort of wonder um, – about just Rory's match play t- t- uh, tactics at times. And and I'm the biggest Rory McIlroy fan. Everybody knows that. I think his game is just, it's it's given from the gods. But some of the decision-making there was kind of crazy. And then with Cameron Smith, this guy pulled off one of the great singles victories in match play that I've ever seen down in Melbourne against Justin Thomas in the final singles match with a lot of pressure yeah. on uh, he can putt. He can go. He's 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 not an also ran anymore. You better start paying attention. So, so Rory, I have my questions right now, which is hard to say, but I think Cameron Smith is the gold standard here. I I think, I think the Rory thing that that Mark just set up, I think it's really instructive because it's not just match play. He does that. I mean, and, and it's infuriating. It's like mm-hmm. you're the best swinger of the club in twenty years. And you're and you're missing a shot like that wide right when the it, it's just like those and it's almost they're almost strategic mistakes. But then you you listen to him and you're like, well, he's really smart. They can't be strategic mistakes, so they have to be physical mistakes. But then you watch him swing and it's like, well, it can't be. So it's just it, it's maddening. Like that that the the scenario that Mark laid out, I think, is why. Rory at times can be just absolutely infuriating to watch. It's also why he wins by nine when it all works out. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that, that's sort of how he goes. Speaking of infuriating to watch, let's jump over to Tony Finau's group, which is group 12. <laughs> yeah. He is, according to all of us, the winner of this group will be on a hot date with Bryson DeChambeau in the Sweet 16. And Greg, it is uh, to no first cut viewers surprise that you went with the one hunky Tony. 
Yeah, I, I think match play kind of helps him out a little bit, um, especially with the putter. He's putting a little bit better this year uh, as well. He's he's inside the top 70 in strokes game putting for the year. But when I look at Tony Finau's match play record, one thing that I really like in, in singles play, he's 4-3-1 and one overall um, in total. And he's never lost. He lost to Kevin Kisner in 2019. We all know how that turned out for Kisner. He lost two up to him. Uh, I guess it's two down for Tony. He lost to Ian Poulter one up last year. Um, sorry, again, one down to, to Ian Poulter, who is, uh, we all know how he is in match play. Oh, he is absolutely brutal. Um, and he have Hideki Matsuyama. So I think the 2019 rendition may look bad when you look at, well, he went, oh, he went, oh, two and one, but he gave some really, really good match play players, some really good matches. And he's never lost worse than two up, which I like. Um, and I think about what he did in the Ryder Cup in 2018. He played great. Um, so I, I, I have my hopes about Tony Finau. I think the missed cut last week was kind of a one-off. And this is a guy who, before missing the cut last week, hadn't finished outside the top 14 in a month. He had two second-place finishes um, and, and a, a fourth and a 14th. So I, I think he's still in really good form. And last week and last year are kind of anomalies. Kyle and Sia agree. They also went with Tony Fee. Now, I took the guy with three consecutive top tens. That's Jason Kokrak. Mm. And Mark and Coach went with Will Zalatoris. Coach, this is a debutante, a guy who has been on a meteoric rise. Willie Z looking to make some noise out of Group 12. You know, when I listened to all the preparation that Greg just had there, I kind of compare him to Mike Breen as another guy I used to work with that I realized I'm not on their level. But guess what? Greg just wasted a whole bunch of time. Because if you do your bracket and you go backwards, Greg, then you would see that Bryson is going to just walk through everybody in his path. So you wouldn't even need to do it. it, To me, it didn't even matter. The numbers, what's going on, the players, Bryson's walking through. So for this, I said – I need to have a non-chalk pick so I can gain some ground because right now this is about my bracket, but it's beating every single one of you, all five of you, all five of you. (laughs) And so I need some extra points. So for me, I'm taking the cat that has no, as Mark likes to say, Scott tissue, and that's Will Zalatoris. (laughs) Will Zalatoris. So that's why I took him here. Also, I just think he's got a lot of talent too. I think he actually can win. It's not just about – needing points. I think he can win. And Finau, there's a lot of guys, and I've already mentioned one, when the foot's to the fire and it is every single week, they just don't perform. They just don't perform. He can stack cash, but it matters on Wednesday. That's why he's going to stumble from the blocks. I'm betting, fading Tony Finau. Well, Coach, Uh, thanks for that compliment, by the way. (laughs) You're very welcome, Greg. You're very welcome. Hey, Coach. I didn't think as deeply as you did about how far someone would progress out of this group, but I looked at these four and I had a case for everybody. And I could say for all four of these guys, this is comfortably the worst putting group of the entire <laughs> field. In the of entire all time. time. Of all time. And, yeah. and I thought of Fratelli for a while because he lives here and he played college golf here. I thought of Kokrak for a while just because of the way he hits at Finau, same deal. But I just went with Will Zalatoris because he's a Texan. I've heard Greg say this. Texan in Texas hits the irons great. And he's exactly a bit right. with a putter from short range. But you know what? You just gotta you just gotta catch the right guy. Kyle said so. You could shoot seventy five and win. You could mm-hmm. shoot sixty five yeah. and lose. You just gotta catch the right match at the right time. And I think that this is one of these groups where there's gonna be a playoff somehow to see some guy go through. Yeah, that, yeah. I guarantee you. And, and he believes he believes he belongs with the big boys, and that's a big deal in this this format. Can producer Jacob cut that uh, coach Bryson clip when Anton 
Rosner beats him seven and six. <laughs> if that happens, we won't even we won't even clip it. We'll, we'll, we'll see that. You run uh, the whole thing. Yeah, group group thirteen. Victor Hovland's group: Abraham Answer, Burns, Wiesberger, and Kevin Streelman. Sia, your pick of Victor Hovland would, in theory, create a matchup with the winner of Group Four, which could be Colin Morikawa. Wow. Come on, you're just this is like we, we got to get this right. There's a couple matchups in this in this entire bracket that I really want to get, like Justin Thomas versus Jordan Spieth, for example, yes. that I'd really like to get as well. But yeah, Please this one. Speak. We've had we've had this debate about Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa, and of course Victor Hovland for like a year and a half now. And I don't know if you all noticed, but we keep rotating who's better and who's third. And it just like it's almost on like a three or four month cycle where it's like, oh, it's obvious Colin Morikawa is the guy, and then it's obvious Victor Hovland, and then it's obvious Matthew Wolf. Well, anyway. I think Victor Hovland is great. I mean, I think he, I mean, I, I think it's obvious at this point that he's a budding superstar. And while I, you know, it was between Victor and Abraham Answer. Um, I know Answer has some roots in Texas as well, and he's also a great ball striker. I just think Hovland is the superior player when it comes down to it. So that's going to be my guy. Hey, Sia, uh, not all of us have had that debate. Some of us have believed that Marikawa has been the diamond in the group the whole time, just just for the record. Well, and I'm with you on Hovland. Uh, the way he's playing right now, I think he's going to skate through this one pretty easy. Fair enough. It is Hovland for Sia, Hovland for Mark, Hovland for Greg. I went with Kevin Streelman because chaos. And Abraham answer for Coach and UKP. What do you like about the answer? Well, this is a uh, this is a bedlam matchup. Oklahoma State against OU. Um, Oklahoma State doesn't usually win those matchups, uh, <laughs> unfortunately for me. Uh, Answer's been he's been good on this course. I think he's only played it once or maybe twice, and he's had success here. I don't know. It, again, it's it's it it becomes such a like toss up thing, and I, I love the way that. Um, I think answers just had more experience in terms of like playing match play at a high level, playing in president, in the president's cup, all these different things. And I, I think it comes down to, to him and Hovland and I just tossed it up and picked answer. One U S amateur winner in this group. That's a good point. Nobody Only- can have that smile and, and be able to step on a neck and keep your foot on the neck for three days. He smiles too much. He's too much of a nice guy. He wants to reach down and help you up off the court. I don't want to put my money on somebody like that. I want somebody who leaves that person on the court until they're done playing. That's not Mr. Hovland. Hey, Coach, you want wine on this group? Oh. Ooh, here oh, we go. Oh, oh, oh. You, you want to put some money with that big statement you just made over there? You're wow. damn right I do. So it, it's wine for you. It's yeah. beer for your boy. You got wine it. Wine for you, beer for your boy. Mm-hmm. Done. I'll take yeah. answer. You take off. I like okay. it. So just to be clear, we've got an alcohol bet, not necessarily a wine bet. Coach <laughs> is going with Abraham answer. Mark has Victor Hovland. Yes. If somebody if somebody else wins, what is this? A push? Let's get the rules out here. It's yeah, a, it's yeah, a it's push. push. That's a push. Okay. My, my credit card's already on file, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know, we know that. that. And Mark's gonna have to ask what kind of beer you like. <laughs> Medello. 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 Uh, group group 14 this is daniel berger's group which uh, is full of question marks the winner it will face the winner of uh john rom's group which is group three see ya. i see daniel berger i see harris english i see brendan todd and i see eric fun 
hold on. Let me start that over again. Eric von Ruin. Royan. Royan. I do that stuff every time. I'm getting better. We'll get there soon. See, I, this was a big question mark. Uh, I don't know what to do. Tell me what you did. Well, I was so disappointed because I thought I was going to be the surprise guy with Brendan Todd. And then I look yeah. at this sheet and it's like everybody's on Brendan Todd. You know, I mean, it comes down to to me, this comes down to Brendan Todd versus Daniel Berger. I'm not going to even bother making an argument for the other two at this point. But, uh, you know, we talked about it yesterday on yesterday's show. Daniel Berger's coming off the rib injury. He just had an MRI. Listen, I'm not a doctor, but you had an MRI eight days ago. And and to me, that means your your injury was serious enough to consider getting an MRI. And, and that makes me really cautious about a guy going through, you know, seven rounds for the next five days. And so it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, I think Berger's a better player than Todd, obviously, but uh, Brendan Todd is the type of guy that I think can get hot, particularly with the putter. So I'll take him to lead this group. Uh, Greg, you went with Todd as well. Is that how you assess this? Did you did you kind of just black sharpie Burger because of the health issues? Because cl- he's very clearly the best player in this field. That, uh, it's it, or in this group, it's not it's not particularly close. But it's the injury right. concern. Right. Yeah, the injury is a big concern. And and at the same time, now you got to go win three matches. So um, I think that's a challenge. And again, I, I'm kind of leaning on a putter here. I think Brendan Todd at, at uh, fourth on tour strokes game putting is um, is very good in that category. I don't feel great about this one, but um, but I just had I have real questions about Harris English and where his game is. I have real questions about uh, Daniel Berger and the injury, and I don't feel. I don't feel great about that, and I don't feel great about EVR, as I say. Um, so I, I have, I just kind of have question marks, and then Brendan Todd adds the the putting element to it, and I, I think maybe he could get hot, and I like him, so I'm kind of rooting for it. And to coach's strategy here, this may be a one. This may be it, it's likely a, a you win this one, and then get out of the group, and then kind of lose the next match. That's kind of where I'm where I'm thinking. This is the uh, this is the group of life. We've got some groups of death. This is the group of life. Like, That's a great is, point. That's a great yeah. point. There's not a, not a ton going on here. Uh, Mark, you are the only Daniel Berger backer uh, out of us, out of group 14. So you have assessed the situation. And I believe Berger on Tuesday uh, said, I'm quote, 70%. 70% Berger might be good enough to get through this group. Yeah, 70% of Daniel Berger. I'll take any day in this group. Uh, Brendan Todd, yes, he hits the thing very accurately and such. But but again, you've you've said mayhem. I'm just saying match play with us. Um, and the way Daniel Berger plays, he's he's got that sort of blue collar thing about him. You know, he's 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 he's, he's like Patrick Reed in a sense, where he's not going to let you go. And 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 he's a finisher. And we've seen Patrick, uh, pardon me, Daniel Berger, in times when he's been in contention, finish the job. And um, and what you got to do in match play is you got to take care of a person. You can't let a person slide because, you know, two holes up suddenly is all square if you go to sleep some. And the one thing Daniel Berg does is he keeps the foot on the pedal. And so I looked through all of this. I could make a case for a few folks, but I'm like, you know, injury, whatever. Let's just see what the match play brings. And I'm just looking for him to win this group. I'm trying to assemble as many points as possible. Group 15, the Fitzpatrick group. The winner of this group will face the winner of group two. That's Justin Thomas's group. We've got Matt Fitzpatrick. We've got Matthew Wolf. We've got Corey Connors. We've got Jordan Spieth. Mark went with Jordan Spieth. Greg went with Jordan Spieth. Coach went with Jordan Spieth. Sia went with Jordan Spieth. And Kyle went with Corey Connors. 
What happened? What? What? This is this is the real group of death. This is <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Matthew Matthew Wolf might not see the sixteenth hole. He's DOA, isn't he? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah, it's not it's not wow. Matthew Wolf has been the worst player in this field so far in twenty twenty one. And Connor's Connor's been awesome the last month. I mean, he's been really, really good. And the problem for him is that so have Spieth and Fitzpatrick. And the other problem for him is that they're both better putters than he is. I have no idea why I picked Corey Connors after talking through this for like 15 (laughs) seconds. But I do think that there's a path, especially with him at that number at plus 260, that he's been from T to green, he's been as good, if not better, than Fitzpatrick and Spieth, given whatever one, whatever time period you want to put around it, whether it's a month, two months, three months, whatever. Uh, he's been just as good as those guys. So, you know, maybe the Spieth's going to be all over the yard, obviously. Uh, maybe Fitzpatrick doesn't hit some putts and, and Corey Connors advances. I did go with Matt Fitzpatrick, but Mar, or, uh, excuse me, Greg. Let's let's bring you in on the Jordan Spieth conversation because you have him, and if I'm not mistaken, this would then create a Sweet 16 matchup of Jordan Spieth versus Justin Thomas in your bracket. Is that right? Yeah, yes, it is. I mean this this conversation really belongs on uh, Sia's narrative street, but with Jordan <laughs> Spieth there, I, I think he checks all the boxes. He's as Kyle said earlier, fourth best iron player in the world right now. Uh, He is a great putter, especially from range, which is huge in match play. Um, And and there's chaos with Jordan Spieth. So I I expect he he makes a lot of birdies. So he's a great iron player. He's a great putter, and he makes a ton of birdies. And I think those that that's what you're looking for in match play. For him to be the 49th seed, this is the biggest gap between potential and seed. I think in the in the group when you consider recent form. So I, I like Jordan Spieth to come out of this in match play. I like Jordan Spieth to make a big run in this event. And uh, those are those are the reasons why. It's pretty simple. Iron play, putting, and birdies. And Rick, as you like to say, chaos. I mean, that is, all of those things are exactly what Jordan Spieth does. Last three months, who are your top 10 tee to green guys in the world? Number one, Casey, Sergio, Rom, Morikawa, JT, Corey Connors, Finau, DJ, Hovland, Bryson, Cantlay. Wow. So Corey Connors is living among the, like the elite guys in the world. Now, again, you got to make putts, especially in match play, but he he's, I, I think we think about him one way because his name's Corey Connors, but maybe we should think about him another way based on how he's been playing over the last three months. Hey, um, about this Jordan Spieth guy who I've got going a long way in this bracket and I considered him in the one and done this week over here, but I think maybe next week he'll be as bad, as as good if he plays there in in the Texas Open. But Justin Thomas, our current Players Champion, was asked about him at the Players Championship, and he said he's got his swagger back. He's doing Jordan Spieth's things again. He's holding from bunker shots. He's holding pitch shots from the fairway. He's doing his that sort of stuff, and that's the chaos. That's what Jordan Spieth does, and in match play, he will drive you bananas. If, you, if, if you're a flusher like a Paul Casey and you're playing in speed who's left, right, left, right in the hole, that just will <laughs> do your head in. And, and, and I see this happening, happening a number of times in Texas, down the road from where he went to college. I don't know, are there fans out there? I don't know, because if they are, they'll be following Jordan Spieth, I guarantee you. Mm. Group 16, our final group, which is destined By apparently – by the way, Paul Casey has been a better putter than Spieth so far in 2021. 
That's just throwing that out there. Okay, so what are the results? Give me let, let's let's have some results there. Well, well Paul, Casey's, Casey's won and Spieth hasn't. Casey won wherever in overseas. Where? Oh, Dubai. Abu Dhabi. Dubai. Oh, Dubai. That's right, Dubai. And he's got four straight top tens. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I just, I just want to know. I, you guys yeah. give me the numbers. I just tell you what I see. Sixteen <laughs> yeah, is the number. <laughs> my, my, I mean, I tell you, what, I tell you what I see too. It's just we, on a computer screen. Hey, hey Mark, that, that's why you and I are kindred spirits. I mean, when you think about the great golf minds in America and and what we see on the golf course, they come to coach and Mark. These guys are number guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Mark. I mean, they're number guys. Yeah. I was under the impression that golf was played strictly in a spreadsheet. But I've recently, I've recently learned that is that is not true. Uh, group, group sixteen on a collision course with Dustin Johnson's group one is Sung J M's group. It is Sung J M. It's Victor Perez. It's Mark Leishman. It's Russell Henley. Coach, let's go right back to you here. You're leading the charge uh, on Sung J M to win group sixteen. I, I watched him play last week uh, when I was doing PGA Tour live. Even though he didn't play well. Uh, he was still top ten till till the end of the week, and he he had like a C game. Uh, I think right now his his iron game is is second to none. Uh, he's swinging so well, he, you know, boom, stop, go. Uh, and these were kind of the two guys last week that people were bullish on. I just think Sunjay is is going to turn into a really, 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 really good match play player. And this is my entire philosophy in doing this. Oh, it doesn't work here because I have Sanjay knocking out DJ next. So I think Sanjay is going to go through. So my philosophy on this one doesn't match up. I was wondering where you were going with that because I was looking at your bracket. Uh, but uh, Sia, you have Sanjay here as well. Uh, is he on a collision course for the buzzsaw that is Dustin Johnson? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was to me, it was between Sung J.M. and Russell Henley. I think Sung J.M. has just been so consistent. And while his approach game is a little bit, has been a little bit, you know, off and on the last month or so, I think that's starting to round into form as well. So I, I just, this is a, another one where it's process of elimination. I really don't like the other guys as they compare to Sung J.M. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Those are our groups, 16 of them. We've decided who's going to make it through. Now we've got to determine who our final four and who our winners are. I believe producer Jacob has a graphic for this. I don't know if they are separated by each of us. If they are, I'll go first and get out of the way. If they're not, producer Jacob, just throw. Okay, here we go. There we go. Here, here we go. So here's what I've got. And I am not Oh my! Yeah. Come on, have you have you seen the final fours at these things before? Beauregard, Victor Dubesson, like it's crazy. I love it. It's great. Monto Griffin falls just short, but of course wins the consolation match against Paul Casey. I've got a collision course of big beefy Bryson against Fat Matthew Fitzpatrick, who said uh, maybe this thing's kind of remember that uh, these guys are going at it in the finals, and it is Bryson who comes out victorious. I love this. This is guaranteed to happen. I hope Spieth <laughs> wins this thing. How good would that be for the for the content? Amazing. If, it would be literally show, not for the show. It would be good. Why? No, it would be for the show because we would never. The, the I would have to put. You know, hit that little hide button on text message threads. The number. I'd have to hit that hide button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Kyle would never stop. The number. It doesn't matter if he wins. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop either way. But, uh, but, but, but coach, I just, I, I want him to win just to hear what Kyle's going to say next. I mean, uh, there's entertainment in itself. Oh, that's very I, true. I think that would leave him speechless, right? When, whenever, 
if Jordan Spieth wins again, it will be our most watched and most listened to episode. Oh my god! Whenever that happens. Uh, yeah. By, by oh, the way, it'll, it's going to be on April 9th or whatever. Oh, no. gosh. oh, oh my no. god! Oh my god! <laughs> there we go. Hey Rick, Rick, Rick! Oh my gosh! Real quick, by the way, because I just saw, I just heard you do what we cannot do anymore. It is never again, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I yeah, only Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick. I Matt, think we should. Matt, I think. I think we should go Matthew Fitzpatrick. We should go Cam Champ, Cam Smith. We should just go the opposite of what what they, what they want. What yeah. they want. I, I was okay. cognizant of it the entire show until I just said it, and as I soon as I said it. it, I went, God, there dang. you go, uh, Mark. You're with me. Bryson wins this thing. You have an absolute heavyweight final with Bryson and John Rahm. You, the rest of your final, if this comes to fruition, Mark, I will be on the ground, uh, unreachable on the on Sunday because you've got Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth in your constellation. This is one yeah. heck of a final four. Why not, man? It's my bracket. I can do what I want, right? Um, yeah, no, it's, of course, of course you can. Bryson, I think, is the form of the field. Um, John Rahm... We've seen what he does in match play, and he's the kind of guy that can switch it on at any time. I saw it again at the Players' Championship where he had next to nothing in the first round, I think it was, and all of a sudden just scratched and clawed his way into the story on Sunday, and he does that. And he beat Tiger Woods in match play in the Ryder Cup, a meaningful match in, in a meaningful time in that uh, in that Ryder Cup. And Dustin Johnson's Dustin Johnson. And I'm just I'm digging what I see. I'm seeing out of Jordan Spieth. It's frenetic. It's kind of you know all over the show, but that's what he does, and and he's going to drive a few people crazy. Um, and 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 I just you know what that Bryson Rom match will be entertaining, but I want to see Spieth play Dustin. I want to see <laughs> if anything can get to Dustin because I'm sure Jordan can with a whole bunch of shots. He'll try. He'll certainly try. Greg, you've got Dustin Johnson as your 2021 champ. Jordan Spieth finishing second, so you've got. Mark's consolation match as your championship match. And you've got Bryson in the consolation match, ending up finishing third with Cameron Smith as your fourth place finisher. Yeah. Um, so Mark really, you're really close on that, but my crystal ball, said that, <laughs> that match is actually in the finals. Okay. So look, I think Dustin Johnson's kind of in a little, a little lull. I think he's going to come out of it this week with, uh, with force. And this could be another dominant performance. And there's going to be some great Jordan Spieth matches. He's going to play Pat. He's going to play Justin Thomas and Patrick Reed along the way, um, and eventually knock Camp Smith out, only to lose to uh, the number one player in the world. So I'm really excited for this to pan out exactly the way that I have it. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Kyle Porter has promised us that he has Paul Casey winning a lot of matches. He comes through on his word. Paul Casey winning the match play over John Rahm with Bryson defeating Patrick Cantlay in the third place match. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm none of this is going to happen. All, th- all four of these guys are probably going to lose in, in their pool play, but I just, I, I feel like Casey is I mean, I know he already won this year. If he feels a little bit due, I mean, he finished fifth at the players. He was again. He hasn't finished outside the top twelve since before the American Express. He's been on a real, like, kind of lights out run, and this just feels like a, a really good spot for him. So, I don't know. I think the one I'm least confident about there is Bryson. I, I just, I don't know. It feels like people are kind of too too on him right now. But who knows? We'll see. It'll be it'll be fun. 
Well, it's noteworthy that literally every single one of us has Bryson finishing third or better. So yeah, th- that that is disaster written all over it uh, come Friday afternoon, unfortunately. We'll see. Coach, yes, Justin, <clears throat> Justin Thomas, yep. for you, goes back-to-back, wins his second event in a row, this time over Bryson again. Bryson in the mix of it with Justin Thomas again. Paul Casey finishing third, and John Rahm rounding out your final four. Uh, I just need to address a couple of guys. First of all, Kyle, you should feel uh, better about yourself. You're going to get three out of the four. Uh, and Rick, <laughs> you talk about uh, the uh, the chaos, but yet you see all the, the picks that we have here. Just like in March Madness on the basketball court, yes, you have chaos. But now with the three, we're going to see more controlled chaos. And what that's going to mean is a lot less of those upsets after three full days. And it's going to end up being chalk at the end. And there has never been a player since Tiger Woods, before Tiger Woods, after Tiger Woods, like Bryson DeChambeau that was made. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way when you're making picks. Don't make it so difficult. This was made for Bryson. It's a layup. Here's your trophy. Bank it. Let's go. I completely agree with you, and that is exactly what your bracket says, but our graphic is mixed up. We have until, we have no, you have, no, no, until the end. I have JT winning oh, it all. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> until the it. end. JT, until winning, JT it winning it all. I'm saying to get there. We're talking about finishing third and doing all this kind of stuff until he gets there, but JT right now got is it. playing the best. JT is on your neck. I can't wait to revisit this whenever Brian Harmon plays Kevin Streelman in the final. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, and Thea, you have leaned on the match playmaster himself, the guy who already has two WGC trophies on his shelf. It's Patrick Reed, of course, beating Bryson, which, by the way, would be awesome. Cameron Smith edging out Dustin Johnson in the third place match. I mean, if you'll take a walk with me down Narrative Street, I'm looking for people who have <laughs> the mental makeup uh, in match play in particular and who can make pressure putts. And, and while Reed isn't not necessarily the class of, of this field, I think when it comes to those narratives, I, I think this can bear out for, with a first place finish. Obviously, Bryson's Bryson. I, I think he'll get there. Uh, as far as Cam Smith and Dustin, I, I mean, I, I put Dustin fourth instead of Cam Smith uh, because he, once once Dustin gets to that phase, I, I don't think he's really going to care anymore. So I, I do think Cam Smith maybe has the easiest path to get to the final four, by the way. There you go. Uh, I think on behalf of the First Cut podcast crew, Sia, we'd like to thank you for your donation. Um, <laughs> and that's all I have Kyle, to say. Kyle just to trying to make clips. Earlier Coach is just yeah. trying to make clips. I love it. Today. I love it. We'll clip that. Kyle, Hopefully. Kyle, Kyle tried to buy, him, buy his way out of this uh, on Monday by paying for, all of us for to way too money. much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know what happened. By the way, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to the kitty just a little bit to make it even more of a people get, you know, for whoever wins, you're going to get an official straight to the pay window sweatshirt in addition wow. to the cash. Wow, there we go. Cash plus a giveaway. The stakes have been raised. Those are our brackets for this week's WGC Dell Technologies match play. We're going to be tweeting out our one and done picks for both this event and the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. Gentlemen, I might regret doing this because we are six wide, but does anybody have any final closing thoughts? I'm seeing a lot of head shaking. All right. That'll do it. Producer Jacob, all the hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. Here we go. 
That right there is Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. Next to him is Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the real GFD. Sia Najad at Sia Najad on Twitter. The coach at the coach rules and Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. 